Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Chasing the Light. Thank you so much for listening in again this week. As I had promised last week, I am going to share a little bit about a project that I've been working on for just about two months now. Um, I've been kind of hinting at it for a little bit, um, but now I think I'm ready to share about it. But first, I wanted to give a brief vision update. I had three kind of um, big realizations this week in terms of um, increasing my vision post-surgery. Um, the first, I had kind of noticed a couple weeks ago, the first time that I had going to a local sports flex that we had been at prior to my surgery a couple years ago actually but I really was like slowing down enough to take notice when I was at my oldest son's indoor soccer game on this past Sunday so I was standing there and just kind of looking around um, um just a little brief summary my husband had dropped our oldest off at oldest and me off at the sportsplex so we were going in there by ourselves without him as he took our youngest son to his game because they both had games at the same time so it was the first time that I had entered and gone into the sportsplex without Zach being there since the surgery and everything um, but you know I walked in didn't need Lucas's guidance or anything we just kind of walked in and Lucas was sticking out his arm and hand like He's just so used to like grabbing me and um, guiding me when I'm entering somewhere or going into like an unfamiliar territory. Um, but I'm like, no, honey, I'm fine. And, you know, I walked in there and, and I was watching the game and everything without Zach being there. And I was standing with um, our two soccer friends and I had um, turned and told, you know, my my one friend, um, I was like, I'm just thinking about the first time that I was here two years ago for the boys' jujitsu competition and how I couldn't hardly see it all in there. And like, and I was like hanging on to Zach the entire time, unless we were um, standing still. Like, every time we moved, I had to hold on to Zach and be guided by him um, everywhere we went that day. And just to think that, like, I was there without Zach and without needing any assistance coming in or moving around. Like, I went to the restroom by myself, and my friend was like, when I said, I think I'm going to go to the restroom, and she's like, well, do you, you know, are you okay? Do you need any help? And um, I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. And I went, and I was totally fine. And um, it, it was just amazing to think about, like, where I was two years ago and even where I was, you know, six months ago prior to the surgery and, and where I am now because of the surgery and because of the treatment medicine, it's truly working. And um, that was just one of those like real life situations that I recognized that it, it was making a difference that the, the clinical trial is um, definitely effective so far in, in my vision condition at least. So that was something really cool. Um, another thing that was really cool was I was at my grandparents' house and my grandmother, she was telling me about this new macaroni and cheese that she had gotten and she went to her freezer and she was like showing me what it looked like and everything. 
And she's like, oh, I don't know how long you put it in for, what you put it in for or whatever. And I turned it over to the back and the writing is super, super small. Like sometimes you can look at instructions and everything on the back of boxes and stuff. And you can see them like um, some really big font. I'm thinking of like pizza boxes or something like for frozen pizzas. A lot of times, you know, I could always see those fine because um, it, it was just like always big numbers and everything. But this this type of text was super, super small. But I looked at it and I was like, oh, you got to put it in for 375 because I could see on there 375 degrees Fahrenheit. I was like, well, at least I think. And she looked and she's like, yep, that's that's right. And like we were both amazed that I could even see that small of print because before like I wouldn't have been able to make that out even if it is numbers because numbers are a bit easier for me to decode. Um, when they're smaller than, you know, trying to figure out a whole word, um, especially whenever it's like all crunched together as it was on this box. So like I couldn't read any of the words on there, but I could pick out those numbers. And um, that's something that I couldn't do prior to the surgery. Definitely not. So that was something really cool. And then <clears throat> the third thing that happened this week actually happened yesterday. Um my son, my youngest son came home and said that he had a special delivery from one of my um, prior students who goes to his school and everything. And the student had made me a braille book. And it was really sweet because it was something that this student and I used to do um, quite often. We would make little braille books and, you know, the student would write, a, you know, a couple different sentences and then make like a, a picture out of tactile materials and everything or adhesive phone shapes and this type of thing. And then we'd assemble it and everything by putting like a hole punch and then like a little ring to hold it all together. And, and this student just absolutely loved that. It was like the student's favorite thing to do you know, when, when we were working in, in Braille class and everything, working on Braille writing. So anyway, he, he, um, Jackson brought home this Braille book and everything, and I took it and, and sat down and just started to read it. Now, I will tell you, um, you know, I know Braille. I know how to read Braille, you know, with my vision. That, that's how I have always read the Braille because, um, when you have vision, typically you are kind of <laughs> drawn to trying to read with, with your eyes and not your hands. Now, um, if, if you're not familiar with what Braille is, Braille is a um, type of way, it's, it's raised dots on a piece of paper and, and the dots make different symbols and contractions and words and letters. And then someone who is blind is able to use their fingers and hands and and read you know whatever the text is so um although i taught braille i don't i don't read braille uh with my hands to access text so um whenever i had students and everything who was who was learning braille or who wrote in braille i would have to take a picture with my phone and zoom in and read the braille that way visually um but when my son brought home this braille book yesterday i just naturally like took the book and sat down and started reading it with my eyes i i and then i as i like was sitting there i was like oh wait a minute there, 
there's a whole step that I missed here before I started doing this because usually like I would have to take a picture and zoom in and, and read my students work and everything. Um, so that was really cool because I, you know, obviously realized that my visual acuity is improving and I'm able to read things that are a bit smaller um, and have more clarity and everything from my improvements in my central vision. So you know, uh, along with the sweet and kind gesture from my previous student, um, it was also another one of those real life realizations that um, my surgery, you know, has been effective so far. So I've had like three big changes this week and I'm kind of just loving life thinking about those things and just realizing how I'm able to navigate um, with confidence and just, you know, noticing things here and there, like that I wouldn't typically notice before. And, um, you know, prior to, you know, I'd say the last month or so, I kind of questioned, well, is it because I'm slowing down a little bit? And that's why I'm noticing? Or am I truly, you know, noticing more? Well, I, I don't know that I've slowed down too, too much. So I'm going to go with the uh, fact that I think I am um, noticing more because my vision is improving. Um, so transitioning into what I have been kind of hinting at and really wanting to share with everyone <clears throat> over the past two months, I have been working on a book project. Um, this kind of came out of nowhere, but kind of was always in the works at the same time. And I'll kind of explain that in more detail. Um, anyone who, you know, knows anything about me in terms of how I communicate and everything, they know I like to write. Um, I'm definitely like nervous to speak like I am now, um, you know, definitely nervous to, to um, present things and be in front of a crowd like the, that that has always been a bit challenging and made me feel a bit fearful as I, you know, do those types of things. However, when it comes to writing, I just love to write like I have always loved to write. If you asked me when I was, you know, I can think back as young as in the first grade what I wanted to be when I grew up. I said an Arthur um, <laughs> and I meant an author, but that's what I used to always say until I was corrected. Like I wanted to be an Arthur. I wanted to write. Um, I just I have always used writing as a way to express my feelings um, that is kind of like my outlet when I can't go for a run. Um, I, I just write, like, I love to write. That's how I communicate best. Um, that's how I get all my thoughts and feelings and clear my head. Like, it's just kind of how I have always rolled. Like, I, I you know, before this podcast journal, whenever I'd want to share about anything, I'd write this, like, lengthy post on either my blog or on one of my social media platforms um, and it just came very natural like I just um, have always done well at it and um, you know it's just something I've always wanted to do so you know I've always wanted to be a writer I've always wanted to publish a book um, but never really knew what I wanted to write about um, obviously I thought the first book I ever wrote would be about my vision. Um, however, whenever Zach and I were talking about it, we were kind of 
back in uh, after Thanksgiving, I guess it was, we were talking about like some things we might want to have accomplished in 2024. And um, I said, you know, we were bouncing some ideas off of each other. And I said, well, I mean, I think, you know, I've kind of been given the gift of time right now. You know, I'm not working full time job or anything like I'm at home. Um, I just have gone through this experience of this clinical trial. I feel like I should, you know, sit down and really consider writing a book. And he's like, yep, you, you know, you got to write Tasting the Light and all about your vision and all this. So, you know, I kind of let that, I was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, 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 that made the most sense, right? Like, that's what I was really, you know, kind of going in that direction to do. Um, but I don't know. I was literally like, it was like a week had passed. I was listening to a podcast course. Um, I love podcasts, by the way. <laughs> it's it's kind of um, my jam. Like I will listen to a podcast before turning on the TV um, anytime. And I, I listen to a lot of different uh, shows and inspirational Christian parenthood, um, you know, just everything. I just have a whole plethora of podcasts um, in my little collection that I listen to. So I was listening to one of them. I think it was the Candace Cameron Bray podcast. And um, she had a, she was doing an interview and I was wrapping Christmas presents. This was like being first, the first week of December. And she was talking to this person and this, she was, this, this girl was sharing her story. Um, like she, she wasn't famous or anything before. And then she like, she was just kind of showing like how God showed up and like, you know, put his plan into action in her life. And, and, um, you know, she got this break where she was, she loved to cook and she made this YouTube video and it went viral and then she got a, a got on something for Food Network and it ended up she ended up writing like devotionals for cookbooks she wrote a cookbook with devotionals and something just like went through me when I heard her say that and not because I was like oh my gosh I need to write a cookbook with devotion you know a cookbook with devotionals in um but I was like oh my goodness like I need to write a faith and fitness devotional. Um, like just this, I have never, ever thought about it before. Um, it just kind of came over me and it just like something clicked inside of my head because I've been doing faith and fitness things for years. Like it is a big part of my every single day. Like that's how my day starts is with my faith and fitness routine and um you know so much of my long distance running is accredited to my faith i mean all of it's accredited to god but you know every mile that i ran in my marathon was um you know dedicated to someone like i prayed over every mile that i i ran and it was on behalf of somebody like i had this list of 26 you know people and I ran each mile for them or or for something like I do that a lot with my long distance running um and I do a lot of writing when it comes to after I finish one of those runs and I went through a period of time um from like 2017 to 2020 where I actually um 
created and led an online wellness group for moms. And, you know, we got on there and connected each day and I put up, a, you know, an inspirational quote each day and we, we connected about whatever fitness thing we did that day and um, recipes. We just, we shared all kinds of things. So it was, it was really cool. So <laughs> the fact that this just dawned on me as a book idea um, to create a faith and fitness uh, devotional, it just... Um, I don't know how I didn't think of it sooner, but I feel that it truly was from God. And I just kind of got this idea whenever I was listening to that podcast. And then I started doing research because I was like, okay, how would I do this? Like my mind just started going crazy. Like I literally started filling up the notes section in my phone um, with all these different ideas. How am I going to lay this out? Like, wh what is this really going to look like? Um, and so I will say it, it's finished. <laughs> um, I, I uh, worked very hard on it and got it to the point of um, Zach. Well, he and I have both gone through it in total of like five times already. Um, and what it ended up being is an a 12-week daily devotional, and it has um, 84 uh, personal stories of encouragement, and it has like a fitness program to go along with it, uh, healthy heart challenges um, underneath of the devotional. So as you as you would, would read the first page, so you're saying you're on day one, you have your scripture, um, you have your encouragement, which is the devotional. You, then you have reflection questions, and then there's a prayer. And then below that would be your healthy heart challenge. And in the first um, weeks one through four, you will, you know, be suggested because, of course, this is not telling anybody they have to do any of this. This is just suggestions with the purpose and goal of, you know, helping to encourage readers to be consistently active in their faith and fitness practices like on a daily basis um so that's the that's the purpose of the book and the healthy heart challenges progress from weeks one through four it's like a suggested total of um what did i put 30 minutes um and then 45 minutes five through eight and then weeks nine through 12 is 60 minutes and I put, you know, the the exercises and everything there for each day, and they progress to become a little bit harder um, as you go into weeks five through eight and then nine through 12. But um, none of them are like super intense that you can't modify in some way. Um, it's just, uh, like I said, it's just to get everybody who will read the book to um, just be thinking, be, be more intentional with um, you know, being active in their faith and fitness each and every day. So that is what I have been working on for the past two months. Um, you know, I'm really, really excited about it. I really poured my heart and soul into it. Um, and, you know, I, <laughs> I, I still am kind of in shock of like, that I've actually done this. And, 
that um, this is the direction that I felt like I was led to uh, because this is not what I pictured as my first book. Um, I definitely thought it would be something about this journey that I'm on with this clinical trial. And um, although there are, you know, obviously my blindness is, is a big part of me. So, you know, I do talk about that some in this book in the devotionals and everything however the whole thing is more focused on encouragement for faith and fitness and um yeah so it's 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 been a lot I've been very busy um doing that and you know then we formatted the book this week um which is really cool to see it actually look like a book um, we kind of formatted it through the United States, the, the standard guidelines for a book. And I wrote a book proposal because I do intend to reach out to literary agents just to try and see if I might get some traction somewhere, get someone that might be interested in picking it up. I mean, how amazing would that be to be able to publish traditionally? However, I do understand that it is very difficult to get picked up by a literary agent, um, especially if you don't have any kind of name recognition or fame, and I don't have that. Um, so that's totally fine. Like, I'm going to give it a try. I've already re I, I made my book proposal yesterday, and I've already been sending out query letters in the book proposal to um, several different literary agents who special who specialize in um, representing uh, Christian spiritual growth type books so it's been a it's been a lot like I have learned a lot through all of this already just um, getting started with a book and um, putting it all together and you know, just the, just the total mental drain that it is whenever you're doing something like this. Um, I feel like I've really grown in my faith. I feel like I am being um, definitely getting some opposition from uh, <laughs> Mr. Devil because um, I'm sitting here trying to do this and trying to, you know, if this just reaches one person and helps one person, become you know more active in their faith and fitness then it's worth it um but you know definitely it's it's really hard to do something like this and not get some opposition um you know something telling you like well you're not good enough you you have no business doing this like who are you like that's the kind of stuff that I have to like really push out of my head because um again that stuff with my blindness like having a disability that stuff still like with the um a little bit of being self-conscious like that's still in there somewhere like I've worked through a lot of that but it comes out every now and again so as I'm taking this chance and putting myself out there in such a different and huge way um you know I'm definitely feeling some self-doubt and self-conscious uh, and um you know but I'm going to keep moving forward because I do feel like I'm being led by the Lord because um, this is not something that I ever thought about doing um, up until two months ago. I <laughs> always wanted to write a book but didn't think that I would ever be equipped to write a devotional and um, 
you know, I'm very happy with it. We actually got the cover designed yesterday. So it is actually looking like a book. And, you know, if this doesn't get picked up by a literary agent, um, that's, I'm okay. I'm okay with it either way. I'm going to self-publish it and still get it out in the world. And hopefully it gets to, um, you know, the people who may find it most beneficial and that it, it if it just helps one person it is so worth it that's how I feel about this podcast like if somebody's listening and it's it's helped one person for me sharing my experience with blindness like then it's worth it and I, I truly believe that and um, you know my biggest prayer is that God kind of takes everything and does what he wants with it like I wrote this for, for him and to shine his love and light into the world. And um, that's why I say I, I just grew so much as I wrote this book. And um, I really feel I put my whole heart and soul into it. So be on the lookout for that in the future, hopefully. I don't know when. I don't have a time frame for it. Like, I'm going to keep sending out to literary agents. Um, it takes some time even though I have a book proposal that I wrote, like, as you, you know, are looking for your different literary agents, um, you find that they all have a little bit different guidelines and specific ways that they want things sent or uh, specific things they want in a book proposal. So I have to make adjustments and then, you know, get it all sent out. And when you're looking for literary agents, you know, you have to find ones that are open to query letters and some people, you know, only are certain times a year. So it's it's a process. This whole book has been a process. It's I am slowly learning patience with it all. Um, and I'm just feel I feel very blessed to have had the opportunity to do it and, you know, to have the time to do it and also you know, to be given the gift to be able to write. I really, truly believe it is um, one of my God-given gifts um, and, and best ways that I can express myself, my thoughts, my feelings, and my love for God and shine His love and light into the world. So um, that is my big project that I've been working on and I really hope to share more as it continues. Like I hesitated so much to even share about it because of, again, being, you know, kind of having a little self-doubt, like, oh, if I put myself out here and actually say like, I'm looking for literary agents and I hope to get it published by a traditional publisher, like you all are gonna hear me also say that I, if, if I don't get a publisher, um, you're going to hear me say, hey, I, I self-published and I didn't get a publisher. And in a sense, that's like me kind of failing. But I that was that was the negative mindset talking. And then I finally was like, nope, this podcast is to be transparent about life and this clinical trial and all else that's going on with with blindness. And this is a part of that. So I don't look at it as failing at all if if I don't get a publisher or a literary agent. I look at it more so as I put myself out there. I tried everything that I could possibly do um, to make it happen. And, you know, it's just 
for all the reasons I said of how it's so difficult to get published and everything like um you know it's it's all good either way so I'm glad that I finally could share that with you all and um I truly appreciate you listening again this week and I hope to be back on early next week um there's still more things going on in our life right now that I want to share about um but for now we'll leave it at that for this week and I thank you all for listening I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day <music>